0: Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. On the web and around the world, Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White.
1: I'm joined today with Heidi Spleet Johnstone, one of the authors here at Life Tips of 101 Sports Apparel Tips. And Heidi's also written a second book here at Life Tips, 101 Marathon Running Tips. Welcome, Heidi. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm fine. Thank you.
1: So, Heidi, tell us a little bit about the uh, the uh, the marathon running aspect um, of both your book and the sport itself. You've been running marathons, if I'm correct, since 1992. And... Uh, what has inspired you, A, to run so many marathons, and, and number two, what has inspired you to, to write this marathon running tip book?
0: Well, um, first of all, what, uh, what inspired me was my experiences running in college, where I, I decided, found in uh, junior high school, that I, I really enjoyed running as a sport because you don't have to be very coordinated, and it's a very individual type of activity. And um, one of my coaches told me in college, well, you know, you'd probably enjoy running marathons because you really only have one pace, and the smartest way to run a marathon is to pretty much run the same pace consistently for the whole thing. Hmm. And so I, uh, I ran my first marathon after I graduated from college, and just really enjoyed it and and got hooked. But I think there are sort of two uh, two schools of of marathon runners. There are the ones who one, and that's a great achievement, and they're, they're happy, and then they return to a more sane existence, and then there are people who get hooked and just want to keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And um, what inspired me to write the book was for both of those types of people, both people who, they have this goal, they, they want to do one, and people who have done one and want to do more, and they want to try and, and do them better and and uh, reach their own
1: goals. hmm I want to ask you about the one hit wonders because I think a majority of the listeners out there may fall into the camp of 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 that um, what do you think there's any harm that you can do in trying to tackle a marathon without really being uh, prepared for it? Well, I think the the smartest
0: thing to do is to be prepared, but as as you will find in my book, there are a lot of tips for how to prepare yourself without having to train like an olympian it's possible to complete a marathon safely and healthfully and um, and enjoy yourself without having to spend hours and hours and hours training i mean i'm myself i mean my my weekly mileage is is rarely much higher than forty five miles or so a week, and that sounds like a lot but People who are who are elite marathoners um, put in much more, and also there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, websites and, and organizations out there that can help you. I think the what's not where you can do yourself harm is if you go out there expecting that you're going to be able to run the whole thing at a certain pace without having uh, built up your mileage gradually, because then you know you'll just you'll find yourself. Uh, suffering more and, and having to, to stop and walk more, and you just you won't really enjoy it.
1: Tell me about, say I wanted to run the Boston Marathon, hypothetically, stressing the word hypothetically, in, <laughs> in, in April. Um, when is the last possible time I could start training for this? If I'm in reasonably good shape and, you know, I'm active quite a bit and, and even work out a little bit, you know, what, what What kind of time frame do you think you need for, for again, the non-marathon uh, uh, training regular person like yourself? Um, what, kind of, what kind of time frame do you think you need to train for a marathon?
0: I think if, if you're already a runner to some degree, maybe if, you know, if you're used to running and if you run, you know, maybe at least 20 miles a week, even if it's not a long distance, I think three months would be fine. Um,
1: and and you give may me re- step me through a, a a three month going into the Boston Marathon uh, routine. Just obviously not as detailed as is too long, but tell me tell me how you would begin tackling the preparation process in, in a simple manner.
0: Okay, well well simply put, and and the book actually has um, some the the tips in the book are sort of more how to help you along with this process, but the the basic thing is. And, and this is um, sort of touched on in the book, is you want to follow sort of a stepwise progression. So if you're, if you're three months out and you're already running maybe, you know, 10 or 20 miles a week, um, in my experience and, and in a lot of training plans, the most important thing is to gradually increase your once-a-week long training run. And you would start maybe by doing that if, if the longest you've ever run at a stretch is, eight or ten miles, then three months or so out, do a 12-mile, 12 12 or 13-mile training run, and then the following weekend do make your long run be 12 or 13 miles again, and then meanwhile during the week, you're gradually increasing from, say, you know, maybe three-mile runs up to maybe five-mile or so runs during the week, and then um, making your weekend long runs go maybe up to... Fifteen or sixteen one week, but then the following week drop back down to that twelve or thirteen, and then in another week or so make your long run sixteen or seventeen. And it's sort of your, you see where I'm going with the sort of stepwise principle. You're not mm-hmm. going twelve one week, fourteen one week, sixteen one week, twenty one week, because that gradual that increase without giving your body a chance to adapt is what can can set you up for an overuse
1: injury. Mm-hmm. Tell me about technology and how it's changed the way people are preparing for marathons. Any new gadgets out there that you really like?
0: Well, the thing is, a lot of marathons, and how well they enforce this depends, but a, a lot of marathons do not want you to run with your iPod or whatever. Um, so it's, even if you train with one, that's just something to, to be aware of. Although, again, I have i don't know how it, it varies from race to race, and I don't know how well that's enforced. I, I believe uh, the Boston Marathon does not want you to run with your iPod, no matter how small it is. But um, to confirm that, you would have to look on their website. But as far as, as technology, I think the things, and, and this is a little bit in, in my sports apparel book, is, is moisture-wicking fabric is really the greatest thing since sliced bread in the last 20 years since I first started running in junior high school because that just helps you keep you so much more comfortable by, you know, wicking that sweat away and you're less likely to have blisters and chafing. If It's worth the money to go out and get a couple of good moisture-wicking shirts and pairs of shorts and also moisture-wicking socks. I cannot say enough about moisture-wicking socks, hmm. especially if you find
1: yourself I want to in talk about apparel because I have a funny story to talk with you about about Nike after the break. But before we take a break and switch over to apparel, so... What high are you getting in running a marathon? I mean, you know is this what is motivating you and and, and if so, can you, can you explain and articulate that high from a from from a great uh, time that you may have just run in a marathon?
0: well um it's partly for me it's a a feeling of accomplishment and partly you know quite frankly it's it's the endorphins kicking in, which everybody's different as far as that but I just i most of of my better marathons even the ones where i've been sore i've just also felt really good about and i and the thing is even even if you end up being disappointed in in how you finish or what your time is i think you still should give yourself permission to feel good about it because you know what you've done when you've completed a marathon is a lot more than a lot of people have done and you know you can't always go out and do another one if you if you aren't satisfied and and so I think it's um, you know even if you you run one and even if it doesn't go as flawlessly as you might have hoped it's it's worth being proud of yourself for having done that um, so for me it's it's uh, a lot of satisfaction and I just I just really enjoy it um, and it just uh, it it is a way for me to kind of test my my fitness level against
1: myself too and have have, have injuries. Um ever prevented you from running in a marathon and what should you be careful about with regards to overdoing yourself and and seeing some signs of in, injuries that could, could really cause some damage? What are common injuries, for example?
0: Well, the most common injuries are related to overuse or wearing shoes that are the wrong shoes for your feet or shoes that are too worn out. Um, a good rule of thumb, which, which I mentioned in the book, which I've heard many people say is um, it's helpful if you buy a new pair of shoes to write the date on the bottom and sort of keep track of approximately how long you've worn them. And if you have not more than 500 miles on a pair of running shoes, that's probably about time to retire them. And, um, I mean, that doesn't may not sound like a lot. And when you've put that much mileage on your shoes, depending on how you wear them, they may not look that bad. But it's what you can't see that's worn out. It's a lot of the cushioning in the midsole that breaks down with all that pounding. So even if they don't have holes in the sides or anything like that, it's, it's you can prevent a lot of injuries just by wearing the right shoes. And, and plus, everyone's feet are uh, different. And so, for example, if you have high arches, you want to look for a more cushioned shoe. And if you have flat feet you want to look for a shoe that has a lot of motion control and stability and if you're wearing the wrong shoe for your type of foot that can promote injuries too and mm-hmm. again as far as uh, as far as overuse the important thing as i said before is is to just not in- increase your your mileage and your training too fast and allow yourself an, enough time to build up and and uh you're less likely to get injured and you're more likely to to be pleased with how
1: well it goes Well, let's take a quick break, everyone, and when we're back, we'll talk about the all-important fashion apparel looking great while you're running. Back Mm -hmm. at everybody in a minute.
0: Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages.
1: Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's gonna blow. Evaluation, Mr. Scott. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us abroad, Mr. For out of this world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah? Yeah. I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> you know, Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at revenuetoday.com. Wow. mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to revenuetoday.com. We have major traffic tie-ups on the 101, and keep your foot on the brake because on the Webmaster Turnpike, it's coming up on Rush Hour. Keep your hands on the wheel because WebmasterRadio.fm is going to help you create buzz through social media and will accelerate your servers into a head-on collision. Ah! Rush Hour will help you get the upper hand to find the links you need so that your company is in bumper to bumper traffic. Rush Hour, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime in the Internet Marketing tab at Webmaster Radio.fm.
0: Blog, blog, blog. Webmasterradio.fm. We're
1: the talk of the town. Webmaster Radio.fm. Thanks for listening.
0: Webmaster Radio.fm. We're everywhere. Back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Now here's your host.
1: Welcome back everyone. We're here with Heidi to talk about a few more tips on sports apparel. Heidi, what's up with the new fangled sneakers that are being sold by Nike among other other people? I mean, it, they're very cool looking. Um and I bought a pair of of the new Nike high tech shoes. Tried them on the store; they felt great. Brought them home. Whereupon I realized it takes about ten minutes to get in these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it they are they it's unbelievable. Oh, there's a Velcro on the front. They're really tight fitting. A you, shoehorn doesn't even work. They're beautiful when you get them on your feet. They're slippers, but where are we going with 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 running shoes these days?
0: Well, I think with actual running shoes, um, most of the the current ones still have uh, old fashioned laces. Some of the ones mm-hmm. that have the the Velcro are things like what Nike calls the Nike Free, which is supposed to kind of simulate running barefoot. And I they're they're supposed to help build up strength in your feet. Um, as far as wearing those for a marathon, I have rarely, if ever, I, I can't think of, of seeing too many marathon runners lined up at the start wearing those. Um, I think what the technology is, is going to continue to be going forward is, is uh, the best types of cushioning. For example, um, the... Nike, uh, the 360 basically is, just means 360 degrees of air. So they're always refining their air sole technology. And other running shoe companies are, are making similar advances as far as uh, just making um, the cushioning better and, and while also trying to make the shoes lighter. And um, it's also important to remember that if you, have, you it may take a little trial and error to find the shoes that are right for you. I mean, the, the extra cushioning technology that is great for one person, you know, if you have flat feet, you're less interested in cushioning than you are in more stability. And, and each brand has lines of shoes that are uh, focused on stability. They have these different, uh, different types of, of grid designs in, in the, the middle of the shoe that, that can make it more or less stable. So that's huh. really where, where that's going, and and there are some shoes now that have, uh, you know, iPod compatibility in that, but that's more about the the entertainment part than the function.
1: Hmm. These these Nike sneakers that I brought um, have now that have, uh, you know,
0: iPod compatibility in that, but that's more about the the entertainment part than the function.
1: Hmm. These these Nike sneakers that I brought um, have now that have. Uh-huh. but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know, we'll we'll never see a day where, where we'll we'll see leather shoes again. I mean, it's le- leathers just passe, right? For for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why. Uh, but in general, do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where, where we'll we'll see leather shoes again? I mean, it's le- leathers just passe, right? For for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why.
0: Made the hundred percent cotton socks because they'll just soak the sweat right up, and your feet will end up clammy, and you'll be more inclined to get blisters and um, as as I've mentioned, uh, and you can you can see in the book some uh, some things to consider about socks are that if you are getting socks for for training or a lot of endurance activity, um, you might want to look for a thicker sock that has uh, padding sort of in strategic locations. Um, for example, I'm a big fan of the Thorlow socks, but other companies as well, if you look at them and read the packaging, some of them are specifically designed for running or for basketball. And they have a little extra padding under the ball of the foot or in uh, in the arch and, and different areas um, based on where you would need it. So socks have gotten much more technical. And if, you know, you want to, some companies have them in different colors or with the, the Nike swoosh or whatever, um, but they can look spiffy and, and snazzy and also be functional because what you really want is to make sure that your, your feet are dry.
1: Now, do you think there are people out there like me that just love the cotton socks and the feel of cotton socks and just refuse to wind?
0: Um, I don't know that there are um, <laughs> cotton socks are fine for everyday wear you know you can wear them around the house you can wear them to work you can wear them whatever but I think once you've tried some moisture wicking socks for a real workout when you're sweating um, you won't go back
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I mean I, I wear cotton socks at home too and and they're fine but um, but really once once you've tried some of these moisture wicking socks for a workout um, you'll You'll be amazed at the results. Um, I, I've found just you know when I've run in the rain and my feet have gotten just completely saturated. Um, I mean, once at some point you do reach your saturation point, but you can just really cut down on on blisters.
1: Hmm. We only have a few more minutes, and what are your what are your quick thoughts on on um, on general apparel and, and rain gear in particular and and even winter and what you're doing to your body um, with regards to, uh, you know, wearing too many clothes and, and the overall hydration issue and the moisture issues. Give us a quick recap of your, your upper body and, and what's, what's going on there with regards to apparel.
0: Okay. Um, and there, for more details on this, feel free to uh, to check out uh, the Sports Apparel book and also the Marathon book, both on Amazon.com. Do a little plugging there. Um, but basically, what's important to remember is lightweight layers, because if you don't need to overbundle yourself with a lot of heavy clothes. And usually, it if, if helps keep in mind as far as the upper body, if you think about um, whatever the temperature is, if it's 30 degrees out, think that once you're moving, once you're running, it's going to be maybe as much as 20 degrees warmer than that. So you want to dress like it's closer to 50, and what that means is, is lightweight layers, and... Um, Vests are great. little moisture-wicking vest can, can be a nice uh, extra layer if it's, you know, maybe just in the 40s out there because then you'll sort of keep your midsection warm and that always makes you feel warmer. And everybody has a, a different tolerance for cold. But uh, what's important is to resist over-bundling. Um, you know, you a good rule of thumb is you want to feel a little bit uncomfortably cold during the first mile of of your run. If you're thinking, "Ooh, you know, it's a little chilly," um, you're probably fine because once you get past that first mile, then you'll get warmed up and you'll be comfortable, um, which is much better than just being so overheated and and sweaty um, because then you'll just be more chilled later on. So, uh, so layers and uh, and uh, jackets and pants that are um, moisture wicking and also slightly breathable and uh, and look, look for jackets that have um, some water and wind repellent tendencies, but also slightly breathable depending on where you live. If you live somewhere like Boston, you want something that's probably more uh, water resistant and a little less breathable.
1: Hmm. And are there any things to stay away from with regards to apparel and fashion, the all-important fashion?
0: Well, uh, not necessarily. I think you know, um, you want to you look good while you're out there, too, and so I think whatever, whatever you think looks good and, and looks good on you, because some, some styles don't work for everybody. Um, again, from a practical standpoint, uh, stay away from 100% cotton as far as T-shirts and things if you're doing a long, sweaty workout. Um, you know, if you, if you want to coordinate, you know, the, you can certainly go out and buy tights that match your shirt, that match your socks, and, and that's great. And uh, some people have a certain matching outfit that they like to save for competition day or, you know, for a certain long workout or type of workout. Um, usually if, you know, or if you're looking to impress someone in your in your workout class or whatever, but its function is is more important. Um, but you can have both fashion and function because of all the, the variety of, of styles and colors of things that are out there just from all the major companies.
1: Huh. And on that note, a perfect closing. This discussion today was all about fashion and function, (laughs) Um, and uh, we really enjoyed you being on the show today. Thanks very much for your time. We've enjoyed this segment. Um, Once again, you can find uh, uh, um, Heidi's books available on uh, Amazon, 101 Marathon Running Tips and 101 Sports Apparel Tips. So uh, until next week, everyone, Heidi, thank you very much for being on the show.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Right, indeed. Until next week, right. everyone, keep life better, smarter, and more fun. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Bye. Bye-bye. In general, do you think that you know we'll, we'll never see a day where, where we'll we'll see leather shoes again? I mean, it's le- leathers just passe, right? For for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why. that. But in general, do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where, where we'll we'll see leather shoes again? I mean, it's le- leathers just passe, right? For for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why. that. But in general, do you think that? you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's let leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's let leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's let leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again I mean it's le- leather's just passe right for for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why that but in general, do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where where we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passe right for for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why that but in general, do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean it's le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know we'll we'll never see a day where we we'll we'll see leather shoes again i mean is le- leather's just passé right for for a bunch of reasons but i'd like to learn why that but in general do you think that you know, we'll we'll never see a day where where we'll we'll see leather shoes again. I mean, it's le- leathers just passe, right? For for a bunch of reasons, but I'd like to learn why.